Under the leadership of that hardy woodsman, Daniel Boone, a large party set out for the new land, Kentucky. Where else comes to be pretty like me? I'm Colonel Harold Sanders, and I'd like to tell you a little bit about my Kentucky Fried Chicken. Have I told you you people are crazy? This is Old Kentucky Tales, the only podcast that solemnly swears that we have never participated in a whiskey ring, except back in college. Today's title is The Deep State Plot Against Ulysses Grant. I am your host, Brent Taylor. To my left is the man, the myth, the legend of Zelda himself, Jason Donner. Uh, yeah. Hi, Brent. So what's this? What? <laughs> Let's get to it. I don't know. I don't. I. I don't know. I'm tired of that too. Um, that reminds tired me of, this of Norm. Whole thing, yeah. Uh, well, but our friend Norm, he would say that all the time. The man, the myth, the legend. That was his joke. Norm. That's true. That's if you true. know Norm, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. uh, but what's the deal on Legend of Zelda? I have no. I know that's a little video game. Why yeah. is that so popular? It's so popular. I've never played it. Is it just a going in a castle thing? It's kind of like that. It's underground labyrinths and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's one of those just looking around. Yeah, it was a little bit different for its time. There was a little more to it than just okay. making your way through this board than yeah, the next did board. Yeah, you have to solve a puzzle? I just I you, missed all that. Yeah, there were different things to unlock. And okay. I, it, was, it was a little bit of ahead so of its time. Zelda so, head, clearly. So it was all right. Yeah. In this, this episode, episode of Old Kentucky <laughs> Tales, our, yeah, we finish each other's sentences now. <laughs> Our main event will examine how a dishonest cabal in Washington attempted to sink an honest president. And along the way, don't forget to support the fake history sponsors who support our old Kentucky tales. You know, you think I could say the name of the show at this point, right? <laughs> the products are real, only the sponsorship is fake. Beautiful bust and shoulders are possible if you will wear a scientifically constructed Bien-Jolie brassiere. The dragging weight of an unconfined bust so stretches the supporting muscles that the contour of the figure is spoiled. Bien-Jolie brassieres put the bust back where it belongs, prevent the full bust from having the appearance of flabbiness, eliminate the danger of dragging muscles, and confine the flesh of the shoulder, giving a graceful line to the entire upper body. They are the daintiest and most serviceable garments imaginable. Yeah. There's literally nothing we can say about that and not be in trouble, right? Yeah. Why do you keep having these topics come up? Um, there's nothing to say. I support those bras. Oh, I'll, I'll leave well it at that. played, uh, sir. I support those bras. That's a, that's that's a groaner. <laughs> well, that's what he wanted. He wanted something. See, he's laughing. He's laughing constantly. You, you, uh, you did it. You, you, you came all up those with fake their, laughs. The those, right thing. Those courtesy laughs, by the way, they're all inserted. I just want everybody to know that. They yeah, go back and put those in. That's not me fake laughing. We have an app that has <laughs> the app. fake laugh on yeah, it. Yeah, just so we it just in. press the laugh button and yeah. there it goes. Uh-huh. It's our AI. <laughs> yeah, it knows. Whenever Brent talks, it just inserts one in. That's right. <laughs> and now there it was. We are ready for the moment we've all been waiting for. The main event. Round one. The deep state, Jason. You ever uh-huh. heard of the deep state? Yeah, I. Why do you keep bringing up these topics? 
<laughs> Again. We've never talked about the deep state before, no, have we? No, but you want those clicks or something? Is that what this is? You want some confusion? We're living in the deep state. I know. Some, some little clickbait. Or I mean, I don't know that. I don't know what to say. There's nothing right to say. <laughs> well, Go on. But this is in the past. Yeah, this is in the past. And yeah. it's the... Uh, the Grant administration, okay. so it's right after the Civil War, he, Yes, and we're trying to get through Reconstruction and put the country back together. There's a lot of really serious stuff going on, but at the same time, people are also but, playing all these little political games that they always play, regardless okay. of how serious the times are or not. Right. Gotcha. So that's kind of where we that's are That's where here. we are. Yeah, this guy, Benjamin Bristow. Uh-huh. That's good. He was from Kentucky, ah. and he just kind of had this meteoric rise. Uh, to so national prominence. Yeah. So he's elected? He was appointed to ah. most of these things, and okay. then he was going to try to get elected and to, to uh, even bigger office. Uh-huh. And that was the thing. You said so, he was going to try, which yeah, means Yeah, like he didn't quite make something it. Something happened. He okay. didn't quite make it. So one of those meteoric rises, and then yeah. usually there's, there's the flame out, flame out that right. happens, right? Yeah, but he got all mixed up in it, had some power for a while. That's exactly yeah. who Benjamin Bristow was. And okay. we pick up this story. The guy who's going to tell it to us is John Thayer. He was a governor of a couple of different places. So Wyoming, also Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. And so he... Uh, was kind of got wind of all this, and now he's explaining it. So he got elected as governor, or kind of the governor that's appointed over the territory. Um, I think elected? he did both because okay. Nebraska was fairly early, yeah, as far as states were concerned, and then Wyoming was later. Yeah, so I think he was people. appointed governor. Okay, I could be wrong about that, but I think he was appointed out in Wyoming, but he was elected maybe yeah. in, in Nebraska, something yeah. like that. Uh, either that, or he. Or that was earlier, and he was appointed out there, too, when it was a territory. Yeah, I never thought about someone being elected uh, like governor of two different states over the course of their life. Yeah, the appointment is what made that possible. Yeah. So, yeah, you're, that was a good catch there. Um, because when you were appointed, that could happen. Oh, I caught it. Yeah, very good. <laughs> <laughs> so the first ever heard of Bristow outside the boundaries of Kentucky was when President Grant appointed him U.S. District Attorney for the state of Kentucky. So this is kind of like his first big job. Yeah. After a time, the same friendly hand, so that's President Grant, took Bristow to Washington and made him a Solicitor General of the United States, in which office he remained until promoted to the uh-huh. Office of the Treasury. So he was Secretary of the Treasury. Pretty big. That's a cabinet-level sure. position. Yeah. So kind of just really shot up out of nowhere yeah, and to become Grant that level. Yeah. yeah. When Bristow was made secretary, he began to lay plans to destroy the whiskey ring. So that was one of the big scandals of that era. There were actually several scandals that were going on during the Grant days. And the ironic thing is, people always say that Grant himself was honest, completely through and through. Uh Nothing wrong with him. Yeah, he's up there in the, the best president's. But he's not, right? Or, so I don't know, is he? Well, that's the ironic thing, right? We always say, if, if only we had an honest president. Yeah. And then this guy gets in there, and he's generally rated in the historians' polls okay, way know. down the list. Oh, uh, okay. Maybe. So probably, not last, because that's James Buchanan. Yeah. But he's James almost Buchanan's like- James Buchanan's the last? Yeah, typically. Okay. Typically, yeah. he's the last. What on earth did he do? Um, nothing. 
which was when the Civil War was nothing, breaking nothing. out. Oh, and I so see. he did nothing oh, as the Civil right. War. He preceded Lincoln, right? And, and right, and so then <laughs> Lincoln uh-huh. comes along, and he's the greatest. So, so Buchanan's yeah, the worst. I guess that's pretty bad. Let us have a civil war. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> we're we're not stopping it. We're just that's bad. We're just yeah. gonna let it play out. See how okay. it goes. Well, I don't know. And that typically gets him ranked down there at the very bottom. Yeah. And Grant is near the bottom. So you'll see him maybe somewhere in the 40s or the late 30s or something like that in the historian's polls. And the the whole thing was he was honest, but he had all these people around him who were not. And then the knock on him is that because he wasn't from the world of politics. Yeah, he got used a lot. Yeah, he just he yeah. just didn't understand that Washington is the place that Washington is. Yeah, and he was uh, the general, so um, I mean, he's not a he's an intelligent person, but it's a different world, right? The way and that it would operate. To, yeah, it's, to be it's in the very different. He wasn't even like the greatest general. He was just the one who got the job done, right? And when he went to West Point, he was near the bottom of his class, and All but right. I mean, he just found himself. What are you saying, here. Brent? Uh, I, I'm saying that he made the most. Bright. He made the most of what okay. he yeah. was given. He did pretty well. Yeah, and he got the job done, which was what Lincoln really valued. People tried to warn Lincoln: don't, no, don't, do not put yeah. this guy in charge of anything. Yeah, he is. Yeah, you know, he's not the right material, and right. he drinks all the time, and you just can't yeah, trust him. Drinking. He's gonna mess it all up. But he did get the job done. And so that got him up there now, to the top he, spot. Is he fairly given credit? Is that fair to say that he deserves that credit? Or other circumstances brought it about? Um, That's a yeah. deep well, civil he war was question willing, He was willing to yeah. do it. So the generals who preceded him would not execute were, what Lincoln were not wanted. executing exactly right. Uh, okay, yeah. McClellan in particular. Yeah. McClellan and Lincoln never got along. So eventually we get to Grant. He did it. That makes him a national hero. He becomes president. But now he's being eaten alive by Washington because Washington is uh-huh. what it happens to be, right? Well, the last one was really long, so yes. I'm, I'm going to make this one really long. <laughs> we've got that. to – <laughs> the goal is, Todd, 54 minutes. Wow. That's what, <laughs> that's what we're trying to get to. Got a long way to go. <laughs> we're we're uh, working no. on it one syllable at a time. So this is a good story then, something. You mentioned the whiskey ring. What's the whiskey ring? All right. So the whiskey ring is a scandal. Oh, and that's the name of the scandal. That's the name of the scandal. It has to do with whiskey, though. It does. What happened was the people who were collecting the whiskey tax, which used to be one of the major revenue sources for the government, okay, got together with big alcohol. And they you, like, cooked, you like that little phrase, don't you? And they <laughs> big whatever. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love it. Big chicken. And it <laughs> <laughs> KFC. Big Grano. Yeah. Big Grano. <laughs> if you, if you remember good. from the, the last callback. episode, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, That's good. So, so they got together and they decided, hey, what we'll do is we're going to underreport how much alcohol you produced this year at your booze factory. Okay. And then what? we yeah. save money in taxes yeah. because we're not paying taxes on the mon- on the alcohol that we have not claimed. All right. Then there's money left for me, money left for you. We'll have to bribe a few people to keep it quiet. We'll have to bribe some newspaper reporters to publish some favorable articles and to throw them off the scent yeah. and whatever. So and this whole big plan to defraud the government of tax yes, and, and then it, split the money. And it was one of the really big scandals of the 19th century. Okay. 
because once it once it came out, I mean, you you can't be anywhere near this. It's too obvious that that that's not fair, and everybody else is paying their taxes, but why not you? Yeah, sure. And plus, you're throwing big alcohol in there to to bring that back. People don't like companies and like that who Generally, have special no, favors. No, and, we don't like companies. Uh, screw over the government at, at our expense. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So this thing is completely toxic. And he made it his goal to take out the whiskey ring. And that's what made him famous, was going after the whiskey ring. Okay. So he's going to prosecute them. Right. The truth was, so the dirty little secret, uh, the truth was he began to lay his plans to capture the presidency. Because he thinks if he nails the whiskey ring, he yeah. becomes president in the next cycle. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll follow you so far. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. The rapid advancement from a third-rate Kentucky lawyer to the second rank in the president's cabinet had turned his head. Or to use a common expression, it had <laughs> given him the quote-unquote big head. <laughs> I kind of like that that phrase is that old. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't think it'd be that old, but there it is. Yeah. He thought only one more step would take him to the presidency. He had the misfortune to have a lot of fool friends, as many another a public man has had, who have well nigh ruined them, and they well nigh ruined him. It was in 1875. Mm -hmm. General Grant's term would expire on the 4th. Uh, and that would be March of 1875. A general feeling had begun to manifest itself in favor of Grant for a third term. Now, I don't know if you're aware of that or not. Um, not that there was a general feeling, but I knew back then, of course, they weren't technically barred from running a third time. It right. It was just tradition. It was a super strong tradition. And even kind of hinting but it came at it. up every once in a while? Every once in a while, someone would, would uh, flirt with it. Yeah. Theodore Roosevelt flirted with it. Okay. Woodrow Wilson would have, but then he had the health problems. And then Grant is kind of flirting with it here. Yeah. You know, I'm popular. Why not? Well, it didn't hold out. FDR did it, obviously. I think uh, most people yeah. know he had that third and fourth term. Yeah, yeah. So, so it didn't work out, but FDR did. Uh, now, but now Grant, it's against the rules. They added a constitutional right. amendment to that effect. Exactly, because they? we said, let's take that Let's make sure tradition, we don't do that again. Yeah. And yeah, we don't want a president for life, yeah, so no, we don't like that. rotate it, and, and yeah. we'll just we'll keep with that, that Washington tradition of two terms. So a general feeling had begun to manifest itself in favor of Grant for a third term. This excited the hostility of the friends oh, yeah. uh, of other aspirants for the presidency— and schemes were set up to head off Grant. Slander and destruction were rife. There you go. The attempt was made to involve the administration in the whiskey frauds. And more than that, so we're going to tie Grant to the yeah, whiskey ring. Right. Now, remember, he's honest, but this is politics, so we'll just smear him with it. It's kind of like the plan. Yeah. We'll, we'll tie the administration to it. As head of the administration, he'll take the blame. And bingo, Bristow for president. Right. That's kind of where we're plan. headed with. That's the whole plan. And this is the guy who's prosecuting them or yes. trying to break it up at yeah, the same yeah. time. Yeah, so he's going after the whiskey ring. And, yeah. And so he's going to been, be then a puppet master of sorts right. to try to tie it to Grant. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, uh -huh. yeah. You, you've, you've Even got Even while it. he's a member of the administration. 
Right. Yeah. Kind of some backhanded, okay. All right. deceitful stuff. Yeah, we got stuff. a whole thing going here. Okay. Yeah, Bristow. He does not <laughs> mess around. And more than that, the deliberate effort was made to smirch the reputation of General Grant by connecting him with the alleged frauds, so personally tie him to it. It was a deliberate conspiracy to destroy him politically and thus prevent his being a candidate for the presidential office for a third term. Bluford Wilson of Springfield, Illinois, had been taken up by Grant and made solicitor of the Treasury. These two men, Bristow and Wilson, had been raised up by him, Grant, through obscurity to elevated positions, had been made far more uh, than they could ever have hoped to be, and yet blinded by higher office, they, viper-like, turned and tried to blacken Grant's reputation. <laughs> yeah, I like that, viper-like. <laughs> like, a, like a pit of vipers. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Bristow had not been long at the head of the Treasury Department before the plotters began to organize the conspiracy. The papers began to announce the formation of Bristow clubs in different sections of the country. Instigated from Washington, Bristow was to be president... Bluford Wilson was to be attorney general. It was to be a reform administration. So they wrote the story yeah. before they even they got, the, got plot. the plot done. Yeah, It was going to be a good story, right? Uh-huh. Oh, the Grant corruption is rampant. Mm-hmm. We're going to come in and clean it up. Remember how we killed the whiskey ring and remember how Grant was attached to it? Right. Yes. Okay. Well, we know it's going to go bad, obviously. You wouldn't have brought all this up. <laughs> None but the righteous. It didn't work. We know that. <laughs> Right. There is no President Bristow. No, no President Bristow. Spoiler alert out there. Yeah. None but the righteous were to be associated with it. No politician need apply for membership. The whiskey frauds were to be the means by which these ends were to be accomplished. The prosecution of the whiskey rings was all right, but the attempt to use it for base political purposes with the hope of injuring Grant was all wrong. It was a dastardly attempt to rise to power by the most unjustly blackening the reputation of another. In this case, it was doubly damning for the reason that the conspirators had been warmed and nourished into political life by their victim. And that's kind of like the big thing there, right? Like, so this guy gives you the job and now yeah. you're going to take him out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Little on the duplicitous so side. how... Maybe you're going to get to this, but how did exactly did they tie him to it through those two guys you mentioned before? And so are they saying Grant uh, got some of the money or, or what? What what exactly is Grant tied into? I think it's just at a, at a base level. If something goes wrong when you're president, people – give you the either credit or blame right. for it. Right, okay, yeah. And so we're going to take that and we're going to try to massage it into something more, <laughs> right? right? So we're going we're gonna, yeah. to go out there and maybe suggest that Grant himself is somehow yeah, in yeah. on it or complicit in it right? or whatever. And that's Let kind of happen. like the game. He's incompetent, all these things you can say. Right, yeah, at the bare minimum, you could say those sorts of things about him. And so we're going to use that then to springboard Mm-hmm. Past him, and then and then ultimately become the nominee. So that's what he's gunning for. 
At that time, I was governor of Wyoming. Circumstances had put the evidence of this conspiracy in my possession. Clear and incontestable evidence. I had suspected this conspiracy. So had others. But the difficulty was to prove. And so you can't just come out unless you've got them dead to rights. You can't just say that, right? Oh, they're in a conspiracy against Grant. They're trying to tarnish him and all this stuff. But he's got some evidence somehow. It's so coming he, his way. So he's got the evidence. Doesn't it, say what it is. It it's gotta um, be paper somewhere. He's pretty coy about it because okay. he's protecting sources. Yeah. And that's kind of what's going on there. Or maybe he's got a confession then. <laughs> or you know, or someone saying, Here's what's going on. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe somebody on turned on him yeah. or, or what have you. Or several um, or whatever, yeah. And he and he does on he does go ahead and say I cannot explain without violating confidence. Okay. Mm-hmm. I knew Grant ought to know what I had learned, but how to get it to him was the question. Oh right. He was in Washington. Far, far away. I am in Cheyenne. <laughs> yeah. I would not trust it to letters. And it's a big deal <laughs> to go that far back then. So that's pretty cool, right? Yeah. I'm not even going to put this in a letter. Yeah. Because I don't know who's going to open the letter on the other mm-hmm. end. Maybe they're in on it. Maybe they destroy the evidence. Well, you get somebody you trust, though. You, you know, you're governor. You don't have to go. Yeah. You could get somebody that you can trust. In Send whatever. a lackey. Yeah. To D.C. on a special yeah, mission. Well, they're a good guy. Yeah. 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 yeah protect it. <laughs> so now he'll turn gotta... on you too. <laughs> he'll sell. <laughs> he'll sell the information. Right. The reunion of the Army of the Tennessee was soon to take place at Des Moines. So that's a little closer to Wyoming. I, being a member, it was my intention to be president. I felt confident that Grant would attend. Oh, there you go. As he had organized, uh, as he had organized that. Right. So he knows this thing's going to happen. I'm going to be there. He's going to be there. Yes. And yes. Uh, I'll tell him then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was about this time uh, yeah. that Grant... Better pay some bills around here. <laughs> not yet, not yet. <laughs> it was about this time that he, that he gave utterance to the laconic, expressive declaration, let no guilty man escape. So, so we're, we're kind of unloading the... or we're unraveling the conspiracy. So Grant's going to know, but how to do it. Because see, he, Grant's in a bit of a spot here. And that's because... If there's an investigation going on right. that they're trying to tie you to, you can't suddenly ditch the investigator. Yeah, yeah. That's going to look really bad. Right. The optics, as they say. Yeah. Grant could not consistently remove Bristow while the whiskey trials were pending. But when they were concluded, the dispatches one morning announced that Secretary Bristow would thereafter be known as ex-Secretary Bristow. (laughs) Grant had quietly said to him, quote, your services as secretary are no longer required, Uh end quote. Yeah. Well, you got to get him out of there, I guess. (laughs) He did, after all. Scott M. Morrill, who had been U.S. Senator from Maine, was appointed secretary and served out the balance of Grant's administration. Okay. When the Treasury doors closed on Bristow, he fell with a thud. Oh, the conspiracy had collapsed, oh. and the plotters scattered like fugitives from justice. Sure. It was one of the meanest and most disreputable conspiracies ever conceived in our history. Yeah. 
So but he fired him. He fired him. And there he like, went. They all arrested him and said, well, we're busted. You got us. And then they just ran <laughs> for the hills. They did. Yeah. And I tell you what, though, this Bristow came Oh, what's this? Interestingly close to becoming president after oh, all. Oh, you've got like the, the ballot count. Right. So yeah. so Grant decided not to run after all. Wait a minute. So he was on the ballot? Uh, yes. He Bristow? got himself on the ballot. Is this, af- this is after he got uh, kicked out. He's still yeah, on the this ballot. Yeah, is, this is right after he was fired and all that. Okay. But he's going to run for president anyway. Give it a shot. Sure. Why not? We see the two front runners here are... Are Rutherford B. Hayes and James Blaine. Mm-hmm. Um, both of them were either nominated or became president at one point. Right. But then we see Bristow is really not far behind. And at this convention of 1876, he had. Yeah, he had uh, a decent amount. <laughs> yeah. At one time, he's got 126 Hayes. of these yeah. um, pledged to him. You're right. And they start to move and and make uh, alliances and things. Right. And that's the, the different that, like, ballots yeah, and votes. Yeah. So Hayes had 61. He had 113 at the beginning. Yeah. And you're going to have to have a, maybe 378, 379 to become president or yeah. to become the uh, nominee, rather. Um, and But you're saying that he's got a third of that. And pretty consistent support right. across the board, too, yeah. as the quote-unquote reform guy. Even though it's a little bit of baloney. Yeah. But well, he, he uh, almost then, did it. And then uh, Hayes went about securing the votes, I assume. Who uh, ran with him as vice president or who was his vice president? Do you know? I'm sorry. Let's see. Sorry, yeah, I, I would have, I'd, I'd probably have to look back <laughs> That's at that a tough real one. quick. Yeah, that, the that, vice president. Yeah, vice president in the 19th century, a little yeah. tricky. Um, <laughs> how, however, there is a really cool story that goes with how it wasn't Blaine. <laughs> Ah, really? Okay, because you see how Blaine, Blaine was very close. Yeah. And the thing that happened to him, what killed his run was, in the middle of all this, he got a sunstroke. Oh, okay. And he was, <laughs> and he was okay. Right, he just got sick. But he was sick, and so he was kind of like off the radar for a minute. Uh, Bristow actually went to his house to check on him, uh, kind of uh, like as, you know, candidate to candidate. Right. <laughs> Maybe sizing okay. him up, who knows. I need you to. Yeah. They didn't trust him over there at at the Blaine <laughs> residence. Really? So they said, uh, you know, he's not home right now. But Bristow knew he was home. Right. So, and so when it came to the time, story, he broke in. So, so, well, when it came time, right, you as a candidate – can throw your support to another candidate. Yeah. And so he picked Hayes over Blaine based on that incident. And so he was a kingmaker. Oh, I see. Okay. He got that's to pick Bristow who the president was. Votes. Yeah. Okay. Ah, I got you and now. So maybe Blaine might have gotten that enough to be nominated. Yeah. Um, well, why did, what, what does that mean? They didn't trust him. To just come in the house and talk to Blaine? What's he going to do? I guess they just... It looked suspicious, just, right? Uh, yeah. There, there wasn't a lot of explanation about why so they didn't trust was, him, but like, it's just out in the sun too long, or <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I guess <laughs> so, there right? Because there in Washington, I mean, there, there's no air conditioning. Wherever they were, there's no air conditioning. That's for and sure. DC can get pretty warm. Yeah. It's uh, were they it's there? A, kind of a you know semi subtropical climate. Oh yeah, sure. It's hot. It's right there in Virginia. Yeah. 
but it uh, it yeah. got him, and then it's just swamp, that little faux pas where the people his people wouldn't let Bristow in, and yeah. Bristow said, "Okay, fine, right? I'll go Give with Hayes." Hayes and yeah, became president. Yeah. yeah, sure enough. So I can't become president, but I can make the president. Yeah. So what was his fate following that? Just that's it. Uh, pretty much obscurity They're from there on out. Still lawyer, I guess. Yeah, yeah. you need to. He could fall back on that. But uh, let's pay Died a few at bills. Thirty-two years old. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. So that was the rise and fall of Benjamin Bristow. Yes, from Kentucky. From Kentucky. No more accidents. The only perfectly safe kerosene lamp in the world. The Rind Patent Safety Lamp is our sponsor for this portion of the program. The time has actually arrived when a, can, when a kerosene lamp is introduced in this market, which is a perfect safeguard against all accidents. Exclusively at Samuel and Warren in Danville. Uh-huh. And uh, just go ahead and tell me why you like this one so much. I like this one because... <laughs> Do I have the picture? I thought you did. Uh, well, Here I probably it is. do, but it's just too hard to find. Yeah, we, it, it gets all mixed it's up. It's a in lot there. of papers. But uh-huh. they're going to guarantee that you'll never have an accident. Never with have it? an accident. I don't think you could do you that. Can today. Drop it. I, I think. To, throw I think it? today. Throw it to your buddy. I think the lawyers would say, "Whoa, wait oh, a minute! Yeah, you, yeah. you can't say that people yeah. are foolproof of this thing." Uh huh. Yeah. Right. Guarantee that preventing all accidents. That's a pretty big statement. Yeah. How long did the kerosene, like the oil lamps, go on? You know, uh, like, uh, you know, you're burning wood. I'm talking about burning light. Mm -hmm. uh, Burning things for light in your house, you know, in those days. Yeah. It would have been wood. Then we got to candles, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So so candles candles way back. Um, Yeah, candles. But, like, it's just that or wood. You know what's funny about that? kerosene then... What, like just, I remember a kerosene lamp oh, at my house yeah. when oh, I was little. Yeah, yeah it's like, it had this yeah. little wick in there, and for like somehow or another, it didn't burn up. <laughs> yeah, and it had that little and thing then, that and would be was, sitting there. There was a there was the fuel was in there. Oh my god! Yeah, and, I mean yeah, it had it just, to have been dangerous. There was no way this lamp is yeah, safe. Yeah, now that I think about it, it was it was like uh, actually <laughs> it was hanging on the wall. <laughs> On a Very special safely. little wooden thing for it. <laughs> right. I think it's a decorative thing. Maybe it. Maybe it's a, a southern or rural thing. Oh, well, I don't we used know. ours. But clearly, I remember you, it. No, no, it was a real uh, kerosene lamp. And guess what? When the power went out, they'd fire that thing up. <laughs> yeah, it was there for that kind and of emergency. And then you'd spend right? all night thinking about how the the wick was soaking in the kerosene. You know, didn't you? Oh yeah, it was and, weird. It was, and how did that go exactly? It, it was weird how go it worked. There. Weird how it didn't explode. Yeah. And weird <laughs> to think that uh, your parents just left a jar of kerosene in the living room. Yeah, <laughs> with children around. Yeah, you're right. That's pretty crazy now. <laughs> but this one I says mean, you'll never have an accident it. with it. Yeah. I don't, know. Yeah. I don't know. Mom said, "Don't throw balls in the house." Remember because you're going to break the kerosene yeah. lamp. and Do you and, remember that Brady Bunch, and, too? Uh, yeah. Now, that if, the, is that the one where they Peter hit... Peter had hit uh, the kerosene lamp <laughs> and set, it a, set Alice aflame? <laughs> right. <laughs> what? Is that, that the one where they where they where uh, the, the football hit uh, Jan in the nose? Oh, is that that one? no, no. Oh, that's you're a different almost one. right. Um, no, a football hit... Um, the older one. Oh, Marsha. Marsha in the nose. Okay. No, this they were throwing a ball and it broke like uh, 
the, their mom's sculpture or something like okay. that. But and it could have been the kerosene lamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it would have been back then, those days. It would have had <laughs> kerosene everywhere. Yeah, especially when they're on. You, you're like, here, kids, don't touch the Molotov cocktail that's gonna you're going to read by tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty crazy. <laughs> right. The little kids were nice back then. They didn't mess around. I didn't touch that thing. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know about you. I didn't touch it. No, I was afraid of it because <laughs> it was fuel and fire. <laughs> In the house. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to hit the carpet and just whoosh. Uh, I hope we don't start a renaissance of that, you know, where people are like, oh, yeah. I remember those. I let's remember get them back those. out of the let's attic. Go buy, let's go find them. And then, uh, you know, it's just... Here's a, how they work. And it's, nothing bad will happen. Just uh, no more accidents, right? Just um, <laughs> Guaranteed not to have an accident. having to look at that in other people's houses again. Exactly. You got one in your house right now, don't you? A little <laughs> tiny one in your office? Uh, oh, <laughs> a yeah, little yeah. personal one? Yeah, not home, but definitely the office. <laughs> <laughs> if that burns down, who cares? <laughs> yeah, well, kerosene is yeah. slow burning. It's not really explosive, but still dangerous. <laughs> Am I right about that? I don't know. I don't, okay, it seems dangerous to me, but maybe maybe it's fine. Yeah, don't don't test it. Ah, there, I did, don't. Who's Disclaimer. I, I hate when people like will pretend that people are actually listening, like we have influence. But with, you never but know. Then there are some listening, right? I don't want to you diminish ne- you, that. You never know. Yeah, we're very grateful. <laughs> Old Kentucky Tales is brought to you by. I don't know what you say at the end. Is there more? Are we going to eat? Um, We're not going to eat the Kentucky food? No, we have to order some more. Oh, Apparently, it's like all far-flung or, places okay. and things. Yeah. All but right. that does mean that we've turned to the final page of the chapter. Oh, even better. <laughs> it's Jason's favorite part. Ever since we got rid of that darn takeaway, he loves the end of the program now. Yeah, I've already walked out of the room. <laughs> you can download even more episodes on iTunes or the NPR One app. If you like what you hear, please leave a review or rate us. It does actually help give us uh, some clues. We've we've read those and responded to those before. So uh, so some people out there did some at some point, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was oh man, that was a long sentence. It does give us some clues as to who or what or anything at all? Is this a complete waste of time or not? We never quite tiny... know, do we? <laughs> Somebody did it. I think it was 2019. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, pre-pandemic. Yeah. You pandemic know, excuse. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, but weren't people like at home? Maybe they could listen to it. But no. They still didn't. No, no, the pandemic ruined everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is pretty stupid. It can be pretty distracting, I think. <laughs> Special thanks to WKMS, our producer Todd Birdsong, the Paducah School of Art and Design, West Kentucky Community and Technical College, and the rest is history. (laughs) ¶¶